Thanks so much for listening to another podcast episode of Complex Identities. This is your host, Juan Marcos Bejarana Gutierrez. Now, the Clementine homilies obviously gave a unique place to Jesus of Nazareth. At the same time, however, it recognized the continuation of legitimate authority among Jews who did not accept the Messianic claims that were being attributed to Jesus. And in the case of the Clementine homilies and the Clementine literature, the title that was most preferred was that of the true prophet. Now, for the Clementine homilies, Jews who do not accept or did not accept Jesus also have legitimate claims to knowledge because the Pharisees, quote unquote, sit in the seat of Moses and are entrusted with, quote, the key to the kingdom of heaven, which is knowledge, unquote. Jews who do not support the Messianic claims of Jesus have, therefore, access to divine truth because they are the inheritors of Moses and the Pharisees. So that's an amazing contrast to what we see in church literature of the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th centuries. Divine truth is consequently transmitted in parallel forms, as we've discussed before, through the person of Moses, as well as through the person of Jesus. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to continue with our discussion on Christological titles, as understood by the Clementine homilies. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at titles as they were understood in previous periods, to try to understand how the Clementine homilies and the recognitions came up with their own unique perspectives on the identity of Jesus and, of course, the titles that were associated with that. The Clementine homilies embraces the Christology that is typically described as adoptionist. In short, the adoptionist view sees Jesus as a human elevated to an exalted position, very similar, in fact, to the views embraced in the book of Enoch. The scholar Donald Carlson explains, the true prophet's command to reserve calling God alone the good is in keeping with the homilist adoptionist Christology. Indeed, the fact that the true prophet commands his hearers not to call anyone, not even himself, good, but God alone accords with Peter's words. Now, the list of the true prophet sayings is quite interesting because it concludes with the Shema which again highlights the homilist view, that is the Clementine homilies, and its perspective that Jesus is completely committed to classical Jewish monotheism. Now, what we're going to do at this point is we're going to turn our attention to the background behind some of the earliest Christological titles in the book of Acts and in the Gospels, and how these may help illuminate the essence of Clementine Christology. The Synoptic Gospels sporadically use the term Lord or Kyrios in Greek. The Greek Septuagint, that is the Greek translation of the Torah and later the Tanakh, the entire Hebrew Bible, occasionally uses Kyrios to translate the Tetragrammaton, that is the four-letter divine name of God in Hebrew, what we refer to as Yudhe or Hashem in everyday speech or Adonai in prayer. Now, distinguishing between this use and the Aramaic word Mari, that is my Lord, is also something imported and has to be considered. Now, the term Mari, my Lord, was applied to God by some Jewish circles. Now, we know that because at Qumran, the Genesis Apocryphon was discovered. And it uses the term Mar for God. In fact, of the 26 titles that are used for God, 12 of them include Lord, if you will. One such example is the following text. We find, Blessed art thou, O Most High God, Lord of all the worlds, thou who art Lord and ruler over all things. Now, despite 
the number of these occurrences, the term Lord was also used to refer to a person in authority. This term addresses husbands, fathers, magistrates, and kings, and subsequently there was a difference in the terms rabbi or rabbi and mari. Now the Talmud gives us one example of that. Why have our teachers, rabbanan is the term that's used, come? They said our teachers, that is rabbanan, have sent to Mar, the person that they're addressing themselves to, that he might pray for rain. He said to them, Blessed be God, that he did not allow you to need Abba Hilkiah, the individual that they're addressing. They said to him, We know full well that the rain has come on account of Mar. Again, the Aramaic term that's used for Lord. Now, the term Mar designated someone who commanded tremendous respect. And within Jewish Aramaic, and possibly more specifically in Galilean Aramaic, the term applied to God or great dignitaries, not simply a uh, one or the other. That is to say that it applied to both entities, either the divine or to individuals that were human in form. And of course, the purpose of our analysis of this is to understand how the Clementine literature may have come up with its Christology, whether it was inherited as a tradition that dates back to the first century, or how looking at the texts that were in their possession were able to derive a Christology, which was, of course, in contrast to emerging Orthodox Christianity in their day and age.